0: Hello and welcome to It's In the Jeans Podcast, a podcast by the Digital Gene. My name is Declan.
1: And I'm Sharon.
0: And we're a mum and son duo and directors okay. from the Digital You're already-
1: Gene. Pardon? You're already laughing at me for some reason.
0: Well. Um today we will be discussing uh let me <laughs> I've forgotten. Uh London centric TV industry and other industries, core ranking web vitals. Women over 50 Having a Moment, Teens, Tech and Mental Health, How the NHS app is Ready to Become a Vaccine Passport, and Monzo's brand new Pregnancy Loss Policy. And in the Business Bits section, we will be discussing mental health in the workplace, how important is it, what can we do for our own mental health, and whether me and you have differing views, Monzo.
1: Different views on what?
0: We'll get to that later.
1: Oh, you've snuck that one into the show notes.
0: Yes, that's what I was about to say. We're second. We were meant to record last week, and our time is very precious. So if we miss it, we kind of don't. I thought that. happened. <laughs> um, we don't have time to do it the next day, so we kind of just pushed it all back a week. But yeah, my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine kind of wiped me out the, the, the day after. Um, so yeah, how are you other than. Are you okay? Hugs are back next week.
1: Pubs? I thought you said pubs. <laughs> oh, hugs! Yeah. I thought pubs. Pugs, get your priorities right. Oh, I won't be hugging anybody. Do well, you know? No. Oh,
0: you're quite cold anywhere you are. You.
1: Oh, so you say? <laughs> I mean, I've I've been fortunate, and i my bubble has not changed from what my bubble would be. You know, the four of us here, and I've actually hugged you when I've seen you, which is probably about three times in a year. Um, so my won't really change i won't be hugging anybody else
0: yeah you're getting so we're really busy at the minute guys as well so mum's getting distracted by emails coming in
1: i can't turn my emails off because yeah I've, i've just got too much going on so that's the way of the world isn't it it's always the case whenever you're you're booked to do something something else happens um I always try and get out of this podcast, as you know, because I, I usually am busy. But this week I'm just busier than usual. Um So my emails are on because I'm waiting to hear something back from somebody.
0: So let's talk what we've personally been up to. You've been watching anything decent, any recommendations for listeners? Or...
1: Oh, well, I managed to find um Married at First Sight Australia season five online. Thanks. So I've gone back over and I've been watching... 32 episodes of that. Oh. I usually watch.
0: Is that all you? On, that's the only recommendation you've had from Well,
1: I, I'm not saying it's a recommendation. I, I really enjoy it. That's hence why I've watched season five, season six, season seven, season eight, and I think there was a nine, the re- most recent one. But um, yeah, I, I'm just a massive people watcher, and that is just people watching on a grand scale, actually getting married and seeing if they can make a go of a relationship with each other that they've never met before. Um, and I tend to watch one of an evening when I go to bed to chill out. Your dad says, you're watching that rubbish again. But it's the way that I my brain switches off. But it's good to see that some of the real housewives are back. I've been watching a couple of those. I was about
0: to say Ronnie's back, which is my favourite yeah. people who aren't of that um, ilk is Real Housewives of New York, which is just my favourite reality show ever. They just don't care that the cameras are there and it's, it's so much fun.
1: And I watched the last one of, who's what's the one that's just finished?
0: Atlanta and Dallas have both just finished.
1: No, no, the last one last night I just watched. Oh, New
0: Jersey just finished. As well.
1: New Jersey. That seemed to come round really quickly. Is it? Have they had less episodes than usual? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I finished that. I enjoyed that, but yeah, obviously New York and da, 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 next week on my birthday you've told me that um the OGs of the OG are back. I know they say Orange County, but I class not, it's Beverly not. Hills. What? Beverly Hills, you said Beverly Hills is coming back on my well, birthday. So why
0: have you mentioned OGs of the OG? Because I
1: call I I call Beverly Hills is my OG, the my originals. I know they're not the original, but they're my OG, they're my favourites. Right. And they're actually coming back on my birthday, aren't they? Yeah. What great timing. Not that I'll be in to watch it because I've got quite a few things happening next week. Woohoo. Yeah. Why staring into space blankly like that? I was just
0: thinking about what, what you would what we're doing on your birthday, but
1: well, you're coming home. We're going for a family meal in an outside space. Yeah. To a pub, a, a beer garden, apparently. Um, then I'm out on the Friday. Then I'm out on the weekend with your dad. Then the following weekend, we're coming down to visit you in Leeds. But this is all providing that the government doesn't go back over on Monday. There's nowhere. Well, I'm just I've just briefly heard it from your dad this morning. Um, well, he's
0: doing a press conference at five, but I don't think he. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think people have it. I really don't think people will go do it. There'll
1: be a mass rebellion. I
0: think. I think will. I just think it's due to their failures. India should have been on the red list well before it was on the red list. So it's like,
1: mm.
0: like no, I am not going into another lockdown. <laughs> It is not happening. um, Not that I'm anti-lockdown and not, but I'm sure the vaccines will work against it. I think what they're looking at doing is in areas where this Indian variant is spiking, they're going to really speed up the vaccination um, rollout. I know, I think it's Blackburn, maybe Blackburn, where anyone over 18 now can go and get the vaccine because the Indian variant is spreading a lot there. Um. So, I maybe I don't think Monday's step might be delayed, but we might see a delay in the twenty-first of June, potentially.
1: I mean, surely they're too close to Mondays, aren't they? Yeah. Do to do anything it's about it? that
0: hit for business, like all these businesses scaling up, ready to go, and then all of a sudden they're told oh, it's not actually happening. There's no way. No way.
1: Can we just pause for a few minutes while I go and sign a document?
0: And there was also some casting news of our favourite TV show, but I was a bit deflated because I was like, why are we only getting casting news? I thought it was nearly finished filming, but obviously not. For what, sorry? Fashion.
1: Oh, I wish you'd keep, stop dangling that in front of well, me. Well, it was
0: Ale- Alexander Skarsgård and... Adrian Brody have both been cast in the third season.
1: There was something good popped up—a trailer for Sky Atlantic on something starting on Monday that looked right up my street, set in Victorian London. The Nevers. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That's all. Because I've been watching Shadow and Bone on um, on Netflix as well, which I really enjoy. Yeah. So I like all of that fantasy set in. Other worlds and times. Yeah. So yeah, I like all that. So I was like, oh, I've got plenty, plenty going on. And you know what? I've, what else I've got back into? What? You won't believe this. Made in Chelsea.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: You know, I thought your life would you as your life's getting busier again, you might be a bit more picky and choosy with what you're watching.
1: The thing is, when I'm not working, I haven't got actually anything else to do. Oh, I, obviously, I've, we've just finished my lovely new office, which I'm now sat in. Mm. We've converted a room to a home office, haven't we? Home office, haven't we? <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'll be taking some pictures soon for my Instagram.
0: I thought you were on um, gram at the minute.
1: I am, but I will get back on it. I'm just, uh, yeah, and we've just... We've just booked in another renovation project today. Um, so that's getting started at the end of July. Right. So yeah, we're happy, we're happy about that. Um, so that'll be quite a few rooms in this project completed by the end of the summer.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's all we're doing for this year, and then next year it'll be some more. Right.
0: Right, well, I'm bored. So, shall we move?
1: Sorry for boring you, but like, lots of people are. Lots of people enjoy my renovation project, and I am allowed. You asked me what I was doing, so okay. I said between between ongoing reservations, renov reservations, renovations, and working. The other thing that I do is watch my favorite programs.
0: Well, I. But obviously, as
1: of, as of next week, I'm out quite. I've got a few lunch dates, um, with clients, uh. I've got, you know, and then it's my birth. It's my birthday. I'm going to party like it's my birthday, um, and then it's that. So yeah, I've got some exciting few weeks. So Boris better not cancel Monday.
0: I don't think he will.
1: It's all I'm saying. Oh, all yeah. right. They'll be they'll be running to number ten with pitchforks, won't they? To to get him
0: mm.
1: if that happens.
0: Yeah. It's the weather's getting me down as well. When the weather's rubbish like this in the spring summer, it's like. You'd normally have a nice holiday to look forward to, wouldn't you? So at least you, yeah. knew you were going to get a week of sun somewhere. But I've just, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the long range forecast. there, and it's just rain, rain, rain. And I'm going to London next weekend, and it's just for. I thought, oh, it might be better in London, and it's just forecast rain all weekend there as well.
1: Yeah, I was saying that this morning to you, Dad. Where did we, where did we see that? Um... It was meant to be um, nice weather this weekend.
0: I've never seen that.
1: Oh, somebody was talking somewhere earlier in the week that uh, it was meant to be nice weather mm. at the weekend, about 20 degrees.
0: Well, No, I think Sunday it's meant to rain literally all day. So... Oh.
1: If you need some tips about marketing an e-commerce store, we've got just the thing for you. My career is embedded deeply in e-commerce and I know just what it's like to grow organic traffic that will equate to sales. When you're just starting out, you need to learn and to hustle. Find out how to do it and how you too can get more traffic to your e-commerce store by visiting our blog at thedigitalgene.co.uk.
0: Right, let's move on. So, if we, did, yeah. if we did recorded last week most of what was on the show notes in a, in a podcast first were actually mum's ideas, which I couldn't quite believe. Um, so, take it away, take the first one, mum.
1: Take it away? Yeah. Take it away. Come on with
0: your first topic.
1: topic is is actually yours on the list
0: what London centric things yeah i didn't put that on the list
1: well i didn't
0: well oh, everyone i did,
1: I did. it did. was about anton and death. yeah see i'm forgetting because we're we're a week out of um we're a week behind now essentially aren't we yeah. well not essentially we actually are <laughs> Um, no, it was just something great that I saw um, was featured on TV. A couple of, they almost seem like particle, particle, party political broadcasts um, on the news about Anton Deck, who have got a new programme that they're going to be running um, in conjunction with the Prince's Trust. Um, and it's because the two, two little sprightly lads from um newcastle feel that everything in tv has become london centric um and they want to try and change that so that if you're unemployed and i think you're between is it 16 and 25 and you're not at school you haven't got a job or you're not doing any type of training or anything you can apply to become the broadcaster the videographer um, all of those things that you can be to, to help in front and behind the camera of television programmes that you can a- apply to um, be successful in getting a job on this new programme. Um, and I just thought it was canny to see Ant and Deck, you know, profiling something like that. I thought it was interesting. Um, I just wondered how much they'd been paid to do that. They must have been paid. And I don't
0: I? really agree with the meme. Why? I don't think TV is particularly all that London-centric anymore. Really? I think it's made huge improvements, yeah. BBC are in Manchester, Child 4 in Leeds. There's regional departments everywhere. I just...
1: Yes, but are they just satellite departments rather than actually things actually happening in those geographical locations? Well, the
0: BBC do loads in Manchester. Lords. I think they're just having a whinge because it's not Newcastle, probably.
1: Well, shall we have a whinge because it's not Teesside? I mean, you know, if you're going to talk about whinging, poor old Teesside never gets anything, does it? And I know we're not a city. Yeah. We're We're still a fairly large demographic for the part of the country that we sit in. Um, but it's unfortunate that we, we sort. Of, we don't exactly sit – when people ask me where, where I'm from and they don't know where Teesside is, and I say it's halfway between Newcastle and York, the unfortunate thing is that it's not dead set in between Newcastle and York. It's sort of off a bit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, hmm, a bit difficult. You do have to go past side to get to Newcastle, though. Yeah. Well, you can go a different way, but – you know, and anybody if, who study it? What, what, up, what know,
0: was the idea to talk about this subject? What did you want to...
1: What did I want to say? Yeah. I thought you liked me talking about TV-ish TV things. <laughs> you know, when you forced me to put something on the show You notes. just
0: went to the first article you saw. <laughs> that'll
1: do, that'll do. That'll do. That'll get the ball rolling. I mean, we have
0: discussed before how all sorts of the economy in the UK needs to be decentralised away from London, so maybe that's why you were going. but
1: Yeah, it was. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I you'd take that. Yeah, Right, well, the next one is you.
1: The next thing I know what I'm talking about.
0: Is you again. How are we going to make this not boring, though?
1: How am I going to make it not boring?
0: Google Core Web Vitals is can be could sound a bit dry so come on
1: it could sound a bit dry but it doesn't basically so they say Google are always telling us that they're trying to clean up the web because what you know when when Google um, came about when when the web started developing like it has um, lots of spam and lots of rubbish started floating around the web it's so easy for somebody to put something up on the web isn't it um and what they've been doing now for the last few years is trying to clean it up now like the cleanup police um and they're always telling us that they want to you know the amount of people i don't I can't remember the the amount of people now in the in the whole world who've got a smartphone and obviously more and more people are viewing things on their phone and what they want to do is to clean up the web and to make it smarter and make it faster so that no matter which device that we're actually on, we'll all get a great experience. And essentially, that's what Core Web Vitals is about. When you start to read any articles about how it actually works, that's when it does become really, really technical. But it's about being mobile friendly, being safe, you know, so that you're not going to get anything bad onto, onto your desktop or your phone when you're actually browsing a website, that it's secure, that it's not going to, you know, it's not somewhere that your your data can be accessed. Um, and the, the biggest thing, which always drives me mad, is that you're not your browser, your experience is not going to be spoiled by millions of pop-ups, and especially on your phone. It's bad enough on desktop, but on your phone, the minute you land on something and there's a great big pop-up, in the middle of your screen that you can't X. You know, we all know how got, that is. They've
0: got like on phones as well when it's not optimised correctly, it'll have a tiny little X. Where you've got to like really zoom in. Yeah. And just,
1: you know. Sometimes on a phone, you're clicking it and clicking it and clicking it and nothing happens. Um, and so really just what they're trying to do, they're saying it's, it's all about um, user experience in a nutshell. Um, they've been trying to pass it over, you know, for a couple of years. But this year, I think next week, the biggest update in this core web vitals algorithm is going to take place um, so people really what we've been doing for some of our clients over the past couple of months is really trying to enhance um, you know we we build a website and you know we're the first to admit that some people off they trot and we never see them again. Moving forward, we're trying to change the way that our businesses works as partners with our web bills and that's to be partners so that we can continually enhance that particular website on the web and the experience that it's serving for for its users, for its visitors. Um, and so we've been trying to make changes to some of the websites to enhance that experience for some of our clients, haven't we? Yeah. Um, the ones that are on um, support packages with us. Because once we – you know, a website is a lot like a phone. You know how people always say the minute you buy a phone, it's out of date. Yeah. And the web is a lot like that. So once you get delivered a website, the important thing is, is to keep maintaining it and evolving it. Guess, look, great use of the word evolve there. Um, And to keep it evolving, there's all sorts of best practice always coming in. And this Core Web Vitals is just that. It's a best practice guideline for what Google are saying, how you can give the best user experience. I
0: always think that nothing is particular. So when they bring out these updates... Um, Nothing is particularly mind-blowing, though. It's kind of, it always seems to have the same kind of core issues, security, speed, um, and, like, mobile-friendly, like, navigationally-friendly, like a good UX. It never, there never seems to be...
1: Basically, there's that much crap on the web. I
0: know, yeah, but there's never something where I'm like, oh, my God, that's really, really going to change the game.
1: Yeah, the thing about Google is they do lots of little tweaks that you can't see. You know, it's a, it's like the um, it's like the the um, search engine results pages, the SERPs. You know, there's often loads of changes on there that they're doing all the time. You know, it's like sometimes do you remember the way ads used to be served? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you could tell there were an ad. Sometimes you could tell the word. You know, because they t- they seem as if they've taken the word ad away. Yeah. and they're always they're always split testing that their, their own um, their own web. Um, so, so yeah, there's nothing ever really mind blowing. And some of it is the sort of stuff that you think, was that there before? Mm. How long's that been like that? Do you know what I mean? The most exciting bit that Google ever do for me is when they do those little animations on, you know, if it's a special day on, on the search page. That's generally the most exciting thing for me. Mm. But I'm really, really passionate, as you know, about, you know, giving good web for want of a better phrase and, uh, I think that should be our new slogan. Shaz gives good web. <laughs> oh my
0: god, that sounds rude.
1: What do you think? We should do that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really. I was gonna do a LinkedIn LinkedIn post earlier in the week saying Shazza gives good web. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, really passionate about that. It should be great code, it should be clean, it should be tidy, it should look engaging, it should be engaging, it should be safe, it should be mobile friendly, all those things are standard that you think would be happening, but isn't mm. um, so that's what that's all about. does that help?
0: yeah no you you went you went with that the ironic thing is that web page that I've just been on the for this topic just had a really annoying. Um, pop up, <laughs> <Did> yeah. <it? laughs> and I thought, yeah. the irony is quite funny in that, but um,
1: yeah, very ironic.
0: Yes. Uh Next one. Um,
1: with- oh, it's me on a roll again, isn't it? I mean,
0: I can take. I can, if you'd like me to go, I can go.
1: No, no. Let me go while I'm whilst I'm in flow. <laughs> um, it was an article on the Forbes website about women over 50 are having a moment. Obviously it's American, but it's really, uh, you know, I, I see articles like this pop up time and time again, um, both on UK sites and on American sites, but it's always timely. Um, because I do believe that women over 50 really ha are, are, really are having a moment. Um, you know, once upon a time you were on the scrap heap at my age, Um, I'm very much so over 50. Um,
0: Very much.
1: You know, one of the things that really sort of sticks in my gullet, as they say, is when people are always surprised about what I do for a job. Yeah. You know, and so I can always relate to these articles. And obviously it's one of the reasons why I set up the best before end date blog, because, you know, I haven't got a sell by date. I can keep doing anything at all that I want to do, regardless of my gender and regardless of my age. And as long as my brain and my body is fit and capable to allow me to do those things, then I will keep doing them. My age and my gender has nothing to do with it. And I just can't believe that in 2021, people, i.e. the patriarchs, are still all tangled up in this shit. It's just it's just mind-blowing. I mean, a little excerpt. This this woman was um, a news broadcaster or an anchor, they call it, in the States, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, um, when she turned 54 years ago, she looked around and realised that she was still on the younger side of what's become a powerful, highly sought-after, successful demographic, a demographic that nobody really highlights, women over 50. Many in this group, including those well into the 60s, 70s and 80s, are kicking ass and making absolutely no apology for it. And that's why Forbes has now produced this Know Your Value 50 over 50 list, which I'd love to be in. Shall I start my own? Um, and, yeah, it's just about how everything is tied to youth and appearance, like a woman's value, always has to be tied to how she looks and how she dresses. Um And you just, you you know, I often think to myself, nobody ever says anything about a man's appearance. And I'm not slagging men off. It's got nothing to do with slagging men off. I just don't know why we have created a society over thousands of years that does this.
0: Mm.
1: Why? Why? Yeah. You know, it's like the makeup and... The makeup and the hair and, and, you know, the fashion industry always has something to say. It's like, who writes this crap? Um, what a woman over 40 should never wear, you know? Do you,
0: think that do you think that's really a thing anymore?
1: I don't see as much of it as I used to, but it is still there. You know, like how you shouldn't wear denim if you're over 40. Like, and, and, and the thing about grey hair, like, women actually apologising that they haven't done their roots or apologising that they can see a few grey hairs now throughout lockdown. The mm. First thing I want to do is, and, and you think, are they doing it for themselves? It's it's quite easy for me to sit here because I was really like that, you know, when I was my, I mean, obviously this is my natural colour now, but when I was my brown, my auburn colour, Um You know, getting it dyed, getting the roots touched up, then actually doing it myself, it becomes just so bad to do it. And you just think, who are you actually doing it for? Because it's nothing but a ball ache of a chore. So why am I doing it? And actually, there is a stage when you're trying to grow out your, you know, trying to get a full head of grey that you do look absolutely shit and you would look shit no matter whether you're a man or a woman. Nobody looks great when they're trying to grow out a full head of dark hair against silver. Nobody looks great. But, you know, if you can get through that and then embrace it. I mean, I was actually having a conversation with a woman on LinkedIn today and we were not today, this week. And we were both saying how we've never had so many hair compliments since we've been great. You know, younger women coming up to you and saying how much they love your hair. Um, But shouldn't we be free to be? whatever colour or whatever age, find, doing whatever you
0: want to do. I find this really, like, alien to me, because I've never even subscribed to the general societal norm. So I'm just like, and the more I, oh, that was it. I was on a, I did a conference the the week that was put on by Manchester Pride, and one panel was all about just being your true authentic self. And I just think the more I grow up, get a bit older and a bit more confident anyway, I'm just like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, I'm not asked. I'm really, embra- I just, I'm really embracing who you are, and I just think there's no. I just no think reason. it's important for
1: us. To, it's really just important for us to celebrate everything. You know, there are some great people doing great stuff every day in jobs, regardless of their age. Just as there are some people having shitty days who are lazy doing crappy things, regardless of their age. You know um and it's like how you know sometimes people ask when when you and I first started the business and there was only the two of us and people actually love that dynamic of somebody young and somebody older like that generational bridge that's
0: why we do the podcast mum
1: yeah and people love that didn't they because you've got two different viewpoints and the stuff that you teach I mean I hope I've taught you lots of things because obviously I brought you up but the stuff that you and your brother continue to teach me and that I'm constantly learning from you about. Um, but yeah, I just, I come up against these problems all the time and I feel like I'm 50, 58 next week. I'm having my moment when I feel like this. It. is my um, moment. <laughs> I feel
0: like you're going to start singing.
1: Yeah, I mean, should I give, pass the mic? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do really feel I feel like I am much cleverer, much wiser, more sassy, more everything than I ever was when I was younger. If I could, you know, I'm 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 way cooler now than I ever was. I, I love being this age. I sometimes have to check myself. And I've actually I've actually said to you, Dad, sometimes, you know, like sometimes on a Saturday morning when we're laid just having a bit of a lie in and we have a chat, if he hasn't got up at half past five, that is. And we're laid in bed on a Saturday morning, we have a chat about things. And I say to him, Sometimes I have to really check myself and say, Am I really 57? Because, you know, apart from the the aches and pains that go with, you know, a body that's of that age. I really do not feel my age. I love to embrace things.
0: Well, what does feeling your age even mean?
1: I don't even know what it feels. But You know, you often hear about how women, once they get, like, into their 40s, they start to feel invisible as if they're disappearing. And, you know, I've wrote about this many times on my social media. I've got a few articles on the blog about it. Um Why are you disappearing? Why are you allowing yourself to disappear? Don't get me wrong. We all have, you know, episodes where we feel as if we want to disappear. There's there's many times when I just think I just want to disappear for a bit, you know, just switch off and stop being this full-on, always-on person. Mm. Um, But I just don't understand the process, why women feel they have to be grey and start dress in a certain way now because they're that age and oh and I'd never wear oh and you've got leggings that are neon oh gosh I'd never wear those oh I don't know how it's really brave of you wearing like because I've got neon leopard print leggings I'm brave (laughs) no actually I'm brave if I climb Mount Everest in a bikini (laughs) (laughs) I'd be brave wouldn't it yeah or, or going and fighting in the front line of something that'd be brave, but not wearing neon print animal neon animal print leggings. That's not brave, is it? No. But yeah, funny old world. But yeah, this is my moment. Well, let's
0: segue into something Thank that you. I've put on, which might help with this kind of situation. Um, the mm-hmm. obviously progressive policies from businesses. So this week it was announced that Monzo, uh going to be one of the first UK companies to offer paid leave for employees who are affected by the loss of the pregnancy Um, which miscarriages and stillbirths are really taboo still in this country and I just find it really strange that we can't have an open and honest conversation. I think they're joining another couple of companies that have already um, committed to it Um, and yeah I think so the policy will be that the They'll give either partner up to 10 extra days of paid leave if they lose a baby due to an abortion, miscarriage or stillbirth, regardless of when it happens. Currently, under UK employment law, businesses only have to allow parents to use planned maternity or paternity leave if they lose their baby after 24 weeks, which is still considered a stillbirth. So...
1: I think that's brilliant I, re- I really sort of you know sat and gave Monzo a clap for that when I saw that because that's really a, a, a step forward isn't it?
0: Well it's business going before law isn't it they don't it's like well we yeah. don't need it to be in the legislation it's just morally right to do so um yeah
1: yeah no it was a good it was a good thing to see I was happy that my you know Banking with Monzo, I was happy to see that they were doing something like that.
0: And do you think, that's a good point you make, actually, which I don't think you realise, but do you think consumers seeing headlines like that, it helps them make decisions to want to bank with? You could be cynical and say, oh, well, they're just doing it as a PR exercise, which I don't believe that they are. But did you think, oh, I'm glad I bank with them? Did that genuinely go in?
1: Well, no, it's going to, I mean... It's some PR exercise because it's going to cost them a lot of money. And obviously the argument know. is that they have... Will right? it cost them a lot of money? Yeah, of course it will. Through their payroll, it'll cost them to do How it. How many
0: people are miscarriages
1: uh, like? More than you realise, actually. Yeah, it
0: definitely. says there, more than one in five pregnancies end in miscarriage.
1: Yeah. Um. So, and yeah, maybe there's, you know, it's always a good PR angle to have a good news story, isn't it? Mm. And it's all about culture as well, because culture is a, a, a big topical issue. Um, it's a big topical conversation. But, yeah, for a moment when I saw it, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm pretty pleased that I bank with Monzo. Whether it would have made – actually, if I was thinking of changing banks, I don't think that would have made me change. Um, But the fact that I was with them already and they were doing things like that made me feel like, that, well, that's a pretty decent move. Yeah talking about taboos though earlier I, I'll, I'll probably talk about it next week because by then I'll have watched it another taboo subject, the menopause um, Davina McCall had a programme on last night and I never got a chance to see it so I'll, I'll be watching that on capture between now and next podcast um, so I'll be chatting about that because I, I saw quite a lot of chatter on social about it especially on Twitter so I'll be interested to see what it was like
0: yeah yeah, um. So, the last couple of bits kind of all relate to. I think this, this that press release about Monzo came out to do with um, mental health awareness week this week, because uh, the founder of Monzo had to step down in January due to his own struggles with anxiety and stress, and um, I think Monzo are, are using this week. As kind of about this pregnancy loss policy, just trying to be kinder and you know more con- conscient. Con- I can never say that word. Conscientious mm-hmm. about what people are going through. So that one thing I just wanted to talk about a study from Oxford, which shows that there's no link. Apparently, looking at teens, tech, and mental health, um, we couldn't tell the difference between social media impact and mental health in 2010 to 2019. We are not saying that fewer happy people use social media. We're saying that the connection is not getting any stronger. In a study, so it's kind of challenging the preconceived things that we all kind of think that it's duly social media use that is having a negative effect on not just teens, but I suppose everybody's... Uh, well-being, self-esteem, and mental health. Um,
1: I've got to be honest; it's why I've had a break from Instagram. Is that Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know there's, you know, there's there's a lot of people on there that I like, but and and everybody's on there for for a reason, you know. I've made a lot of friends. Some I've met in real life. Some I have great chats with who I've never met. Who are you know, all over the world. Um, But I came off because it was just, for me, it was just that I was just struggling with, um, what do you call it? I was just struggling with the whole want, 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 Um, you know, what people have got, what they're spending, what they're buying, what they've bought. And I mean I know I'm doing a house up so it looks as if I am buying lots of stuff but yeah I am because I'm I'm actually doing a project but um and it you know people can do whatever they like it's freedom of speech they can if they've got the money you know if they're not getting themselves into debt or even if they are getting themselves into debt it's not my business um but I just wanted to pull myself out of it for a bit because I was just I was just a bit tired of seeing that and obviously it's a snapshot of however you want to portray yourself, isn't it? Mm. You don't know what's going on behind that. You don't know that if somebody's somebody's got some sort of issues that they that that's what they need that's the news about themselves that they need to push out. I don't know, it's it's very complicated, isn't it? The reasons why people do and say what they what they do. Um but yeah, I just needed to take a bit of time out, out of it.
0: I just find that interesting that there's the they say that So, they looked at the association of TV viewing, social media, and devices with the feelings of depression, suicidal tendencies, and behavior problems. They found a small drop in association between depression, social media use, and TV viewing from 1991 to 2019, which I just thought that's like the complete opposite of what we're told. Like, there remains little association between tech use and mental health problems. i tell you what I did. I read a really fascinating article um, about self-care being a con. Right. We've all been conned into thinking that we should be taking our own self-care when really if you've got mental health problems, you actually need some really good therapy and actual treatment rather than just being told, oh, have a nice bath and stick a face mask on.
1: Yeah, I think it's... um... It's a very, it's very broad, isn't it, the subject of self-care? It can literally be something as having a bit of time out, chilling, can't it? Yeah. To the very, very far end of the spectrum where you really need some help. Yeah. Then it's not self-care. It's being self-aware enough to know that you need help. But actually when some people are very, very poorly mentally, they don't even know they need help, do they? No. It's all just complicated, isn't it? It
0: It is very complicated. And obviously the last bit that I wanted to talk, I was going to touch on the NHS app, but it's literally, we're just kind of following. We followed it from the beginning and now it's been used apparently as your kind of vaccine passport to go to other countries if you want to go on holiday. But I don't think either of us plan on going abroad this year. So...
1: No, we've got a few little trips booked, haven't we? We've got a lovely um, long weekend, haven't we, in my friend's cottage? That's not till October. Your dad and I. I, I didn't
0: I... want to discuss this a lot because I wanted to get back to mental health, but no, we are. Yeah.
1: And your dad and I are going to try and get to Norfolk again. We didn't have much success last summer. Yeah. So. Um,
0: so, yeah, in the business bit section, I kind of wanted to talk about mental health in the workplace and. Um, how important is it, what do we do for our own mental health, and do we have differing views? And what I meant by that last bit is I sometimes think you've said a couple of things before where I'm like, oh, she's a bit more old school than me when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, if somebody says to you, oh, I cancelled a meeting today because I would, I would I'd, I've decided I need a mental health day think you sometimes think well if that was me i'd have just got my head down and got on with it
1: i would because that's yeah and i have learned that there's no right or wrong to that because if you do you know if you are feeling like that if you do feel as if you need to take some time out um and you had something to deliver or you know you had to go meet a client you might not do it very well if you're not feeling that great. So you'd much rather be on top form if you're trying to to win a project. or Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've been learning quite a lot of things about myself of late, how I make excuses not to do something um, when really I should just be more honest with myself and say, hey, I'm not feeling that great. That's why I don't want to do it. Um, and it it sort of hit me like you know it was chatting a bit I know you have posted this week about your own mental health journey on LinkedIn and people being more open about these things but it took
0: me a lot of um, like it took me a lot to say um, about
1: and then it was fine once you said it yeah not
0: to get like too much into it but people always seem to think that kind of like you get better, whereas mm. a lot of getting better is just learning to live and cope and manage do. it. So it's like I'm not the same as I was before it. Um, it's just kind of – it's coping mechanisms, but people kind of want to stop talking to you about it after a few months because they think, oh, well, you must be better now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and
1: like I said, one of the things that I've realised – And I think it was only just this week when I wasn't feeling that great one of the days this week that I realised that some of the problems that I have, whilst I've thought that some of them were linked to my menopause, I think some of the, um, and I'm going to be really frank and honest here, I think some of the issues that I've had around anxiety and um, a couple of other things is that I've actually always been like that. Mm -hmm yeah i I thought it was attributed to my menopause but it's been exacerbated by my menopause um but i actually think it just it just sort of came out of the blue to me this week that i feel like there's always been some element of these problems that i've had yeah um and i've learned to manage them throughout my life uh yeah, it's a funny one. And and we were brought up to, to, you know, our generation were brought up to say, oh, get on with it, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And so to and, and sometimes that's actually true. Yeah. But if you, you know, put your lipstick on, put a smile on, actually sometimes that can work. You know, it's just that, it's like that thing of tidying your space or getting dressed. You know, when people say, oh, don't sit in your jammers all day if you work from home and because you generally do feel well don't you yeah. somebody's like if you do and sometimes that works but sometimes it actually doesn't sometimes it doesn't work and that's okay if that particular day that that thing that you always do to try and make you feel yourself feel better doesn't work that particular time or that day then that's okay as well mm. i think we've just all got to be less stony faced and less hard on ourselves and less hard on each other. I think if we all learn to be a bit easier going on our, on our our to ourselves, then maybe we might be easier going to other people.
0: That's a nice. That could be a little quote, I think, when I do our
1: Instagram. I think come well out with them, Declan, don't Let's
0: play devil's advocate then. So if someone, if we hire soon and somebody messaged you on the morning saying, I need to take a, a mental health day, what would you, what would be your initial thoughts? And then let's say, would they change as you maybe calmed down a little bit?
1: So I'd probably think, shit, we've got that project to finish yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, what I've, what, I've, what I've re- i I mean, it, it wouldn't be great because you'd think, oh, I've got a business to run. How, how, often is this going to happen Mm -hmm. Um, because you can't run a business if somebody's ill in any way whether it's mentally or physically if it's if it's long term Mm -hmm. you can't run a business what you can do is you can maybe try and find ways that you can help them manage it Um, and I think by for us certainly being a remote team whether we stay a remote team or 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 whether we don't but if you know if, if we if we offer that capability that people can work remotely as and when they want to i think that certainly helps because there's, there's oftentimes isn't there? i mean you know when i when i've worked i've I actually felt a bit rubbish you know even with something like the flu or a cold or you know a, picked up a bug of whatever just the by the very sheer fact that you can actually just stay in your jammers, get what you need and just do your work at home makes a massive difference doesn't uh-huh. it Rather than to get dressed, suited and booted, out the car, through the traffic, parking, feeling like rubbish, in an office environment, everybody's whinging and mourning and you just feel like rubbish and you want to be home. Whereas, you know, if you've got the capability to say, well, actually, I'm just going to work remotely at home today, then that can make a lot of difference to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you just have to, you know, no business can survive if if a key member or anybody really is Sick a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, you just, I, I think, I couldn't
0: survive if one of us had something wrong. I think,
1: you've got to. I think you've got to embrace as an employer the fact that mental hil- illness. Gosh, can't, dropping me here so just so and, <laughs> Mental illness has got to be recognised the same as a physical illness. If somebody rang me up and said they've got sickness and diarrhoea, I would not want them to come to work. <laughs> But if somebody rings me up and says i'm not i'm not for, i'm not in a good place today i don't really feel well at all i'm going to stay home then you've got to recognize that that's the same thing essentially
0: yeah. haven't you you do
1: and you, you know as an employer you always think oh there's always somebody going to um take me for a ride over that yeah but there's people who take you for a ride in, in everything yeah. and you've just hopefully got to, you know, that you you've got a great culture, a great working environment, whether it's in person or remotely, and that you've chosen the right people. And if you have made the wrong choice, then they're out the door as quickly as possible. Both for your sake and their sake.
0: Yeah, I think,
1: but hopefully at <laughs> the right time in the beginning. There's quite a
0: lot of literature, you know, like when people say, "Oh, like politically," when they're like, "Oh, we're not going to give people things for free because they'll just take advantage and different." But let let's say some of the coronavirus, um, when people were given money and people might have took it without want needing it and all those different things. I do generally think that that always is the minority.
1: Yeah, I do, and it's like I would always really want to give somebody the best salary that I could afford to give oh. them, not just wanting to penny pinch and undercut, just treating people like dirt. Oh. You know, I, I just think if somebody's doing a good job for you and they're talented and they 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 bring a lot to the business you know, on all sorts of different levels. Why would you not want to appreciate them financially as well as every other way? People
0: always think a lot more short-termism, but what you might not realise is if you think, right, well, if I pay them a bit more, they're going to stay, fingers crossed.
1: Well, they're going to be a brand advocate, aren't they? They're going to tell everybody that it's a great place to work. When they are at work, they're going to feel, you know, engaged and as if, you know, we want them to be with us that, you know, that we're grateful that we've got, that that talent has chosen to work for us. Um, You know, it works both ways, isn't it? We choose the person and they choose us as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that you have to put such a lot into having that person, um, you'd want to make it worth everybody's while because you wouldn't want them to be leaving, people to be leaving like a revolving door. And I'm sure there'll always be some element of that as people want to improve. And if you if you've you know if if they've done as much as they can with their employer, then that's absolutely fine. But I'd hate one of the things the quotes that you used to hear is that people don't what is it? People leave bad managers. Do you know what I mean? It's not the job, it's bad managers. Yeah. And I'd hate to be, you know, I'd want I'd want it to be different to that, because I've left jobs because of bad managers. Yeah. I don't want to be that bad manager, basically.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: You sound as if you weren't listening very well to me there. No,
0: I was listening. I was listening. Um, No, I don't want to be either. And obviously I'm probably going to be the manager for longer than you.
1: Thanks. What does that mean? I'm
0: just like starting out my career. So, well, I keep saying that, but I'm not. Well, am I? Would you still say all of your 20s is starting out your career? Yeah, I would say. Yeah.
1: And I'm not finishing my career by any means no, you're either.
0: you're not. No, you're not. know
1: yeah. yeah.
0: You won't be leaving me to... You'll be pestering me for quite a few years, yeah, I think. But then I always find...
1: Pestering that- you. Pestering you. That's a good one. Another
0: side of mental health is people say you've got to stop, to try looking to diagnose everybody. You know, over-diagnosis of... Uh, Can
1: can I tell you something? I I think that especially your generation, because many, many of your generation are a lot more open to talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do think you can sometimes overdiagnose yourselves and other people
0: yeah i know you've laughed before i've been like i think i've got adhd and you'd be like well so do i because i couldn't concentrate on that, that last night
1: you know i just think oh because i i mean and not being flippant about no, that at no, all no. but sometimes sometimes you think oh well look, that's that's me it's like they say, you know don't um don't google your symptoms for anything don't they and and I just think you young you young kids are just like walking Googles of like saying, oh, and I read this article and mom, oh, honestly, I think I've got that or I think that's me. It's like, don't look at it because, you know, on any given day, there's something wrong with all of us.
0: Yeah.
1: And we could be, you know, we could be saying, we could be diagnosing ourselves with all sorts. And I do find that, as I say, with you young you youngsters, that I feel because you're more open to it, Talking about it and embracing those conversations that potentially you over diagnose things, I don't know I could be wrong, and i'm not gen- i am not i do not want to generalize that in any way, but we I think you've gone from the extreme of like our generation not talking about it getting on with it um although i do I'm not like the rest of my generation who does that. I whinge about everything and talk about everything yeah um where is your dad just Gets on with everything, doesn't he? But but you guys talk about everything, mm. which is good. But as I say, sometimes can just be overkill. Yeah. I feel, personally.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? You don't want to, you don't want to shut people down. I wonder if we'll eventually become like the Americans, where people joke to say that kind of you're born with a therapist in America. But maybe that maybe that is the right route. That that generally is. There should always be somebody. You know, from a from a healthcare perspective, that if you need, you've got somebody to talk to.
1: Well, I don't think there's anything better, actually, than talking. You know, when they when they say you need talking therapies to get better, no. I don't think there's actually anything better than talking. Yeah. Sometimes, when you have a good talk or you have a good cry, if something is pent up and bottled, you know, you can feel a lot better after that. Yeah. I just think I, I just think men especially don't cry enough. Like I can, well, I can't drop, cry at the drop of a hat, and less as I, I've got older, strangely. Um, but I do feel that I've always said that if men could have a good cry and you know have a good talking session about how they're feeling, it generally does help.
0: Yeah. So let's bring this to a conclusion. Then, if you, what do you do? Personally, mental health-wise, if you feel like you need to, you know, what what are your coping strategies, mechanisms, if you feel that.
1: Don't use me as a good guideline for, for coping <laughs> strategies.
0: I eat chocolate.
1: I, I eat my feelings. That's what I do.
0: I remember you. I
1: eat
0: when I'm happy, I I eat if I'm sad. Yeah, I eat when I'm happy, I eat when I'm sad, I eat when I'm this, that's
1: just... So clearly, at 57, almost 58, I've not got got my shit together, have I? No. I'm just here trying every single day.
0: (laughs) You are trying every single
1: day, right? Every single day, trying to grasp some type of happiness from the day. You know, trying to be the best I can. But, yeah, I definitely have not got all of my shit together. And that's that's honest. That's honest. Yeah. Every day is a new day in good ways and in bad ways. And you just have to do the best that you can. But I just try and stay as positive as I can about everything. And sometimes I have negative days where I just try can't drag myself out of it. But the next day, you know, I'm the type of personality that generally I don't stay like that for very long. Um, but it's hard, and we're all different, all different. And there's no one-size-fits-all fits, fits all in coping mechanisms.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to make trust mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll just... Isn't it the Sharon show? Declan, so what are your coping strategies? So I
0: always just know when I'm getting a... i am getting aii think we've both said we're not introverts. We're like that kind of like... I like being around people but not loads. Mm. And at the minute, life is really full on with everything reopening, doing a lot. Of, and I've like looked ahead at the next three weekends and it's like I've got something each weekend. Do you know what I mean?
1: A bit stressed, over there.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, my. I just need to look at my calendar and just put some me time in.
1: <gasps> but one of those weekends is going to be me time with me. No,
0: I know. Actually, yeah, it's not. One of them's that, and then the next weekend is in the Lake District, and that should be nice and chilled as well. So
1: I know. It's, but it's,
0: sometimes it's, I do just need a day or even a weekend where all I do is sit and watch films. And read books mm. and eat. Like, that's all I want.
1: I do. I do like. I mean, we're very similar.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you've just you've just described me. <laughs> um. So. It is
0: the, the Sharon Show.
1: <laughs> it is the Sharon Show. Yeah, yeah. You've just described me there to a T I I like me time. I don't want to be on my own all the time, but I need to be on my own some of the time. Um. We're all very complex creatures.
0: Hmm. Are we done then?
1: Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, it's been nice to chat, son.
0: <laughs> I love when you it's nice to just see
1: you like,
0: nobody's listening, it's just kind of yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's what it feels like sometimes. Mm. It's just nice to, to have a good chat with mm. you, and um, hopefully, I'll see you in person next Thursday.
0: Yes, you will. You will.
1: I will. Night, then. Happy. We recorded an
0: episode on your birthday last year, if I remember correctly. Did we really? I think so I remember playing our uh, your favourite birthday music, "Celebrate" by Kool and the Gang. Oh, yeah.
1: happy days! Are you, are I'm looking, looking forward. A
0: ca- Caterpillar, uh, a Colin.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: talk about Colin. Right, that we're done. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's in the Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Teckton underscore and Mum is.
1: Yeah, you'll find me at Before ended.
0: We are at In the Jeans Pod on Insta and drop the its on Twitter. We're just at In the Jeans Pod. You can follow our business at the Digital Gene. Please like, share, and write a review for this podcast. Don't interrupt me, Mum, before you even go there. Using the
1: hashtag. No,